everybody. I'm Amy Barron, and this is Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe, where I talk with professionals in education and workforce development about practices and perspectives that catalyze positive change. Welcome to Upskilled. This is the first episode of the podcast, and a lot has happened since we first started. COVID-19 has turned people's lives and careers upside down in ways we never could have imagined. The idea behind Upskilled was to highlight some of the innovative work happening in education and workforce development, which is now needed more than ever, and to share those ideas with a wider audience. I lead the education technology practice at Cantina Consulting. And one of the most exciting parts of my job is the conversations I get to have with people out in the world about the ways in which they're bringing new ideas and tools to the market that help educate and support people in their jobs and in their lives. One of those people is my guest today, Janine DeLay, Assistant Vice President of Global Talent at Sun Life here in the Boston area. And today, Janine and I will be talking about COVID-19 and a shift toward agile talent development. So welcome, Janine. Thank you, Amy. Really excited to be here with you and the Cantina crew for this coffee chat. And we are so happy to have you. So um, before we get started, Janine, can you just tell the folks here a little bit about your background and uh, what you do at Sun Life? Sure. Thank you. Yes, I've, I've been in learning and development for a number of years, over 25 years, and have supported various parts of businesses, so sales, service, IT, and uh, within the last year, I joined the Global Human Resources team, and so I'm head of talent development for Sun Life globally, so North America, Asia, and uh, we, we're responsible for leadership development, employee development, learning technologies, we have a learning management system, and I'm also a, a certified coach, and so I coach leaders also. Great. So it's a, a, an amazingly rich background, and we're very uh, delighted to have you with us at the Cantina Coffee Table. Thank you. So, um, so Sun Life Financial is a leading financial services company that helps clients achieve lifetime financial security and live healthier lives. Um, in this unprecedented time with COVID-19 um, and, of course, um, some of the social issues that, that are coming up, um, equity issues, um, what is happening in your work? How has your work mm. been affected? Yeah, our work has been, um, I'd say, affected in that we were on the path to do some really good work, and that path has been accelerated. So let me start with clients. Um, you know, as the pandemic hit, and because we have offices in Asia, we were watching this really closely. We knew that we had to respond and get clients, whether it was financial uh, protection, loans, and so on, or even access to health. So um, in some cases, um, we immediately, well, we moved to a work from home in literally um, 24 to 48 hours. Most employees were working from home already on some basis, but we went 100% to work from home and had already been that way in Asia, but in North America. And so 
that was that was a huge uh, shift to have the entire workforce working the way you and I are talking now. Um, and how many employees is that? Uh, there's there's over thirty two thousand employees. So um, that was a huge. Yes, pretty significant. Um, for clients, as I mentioned, in Canada, we have some health solutions, and uh, there was a, a digital product that we were working on, and we accelerated the implementation of that. And so what we're happy about is that, you know, we're, we're a financial services company. We could be slower at implementing than maybe a smaller startup, but we implemented this product within a couple of weeks to get health services available to employees um, of uh, other companies that we sell to. In the United States, some of our employers asked us to open up benefits, so annual enrollment, uh, so that their employees could get other benefits. And some individuals asked for grace periods to pay premiums. So lots of uh, focus on how do we take care of people, which of our clients are, are actually sick from COVID, and um, how do we respond? And so the, your ability to respond in large part is due to this shift to agile teams. Yes. And, right, so the, the work at the company on moving to agile teams has also been reflected in the HR suite. So right. can you tell us a little bit about that transformation? Yes. So uh, I'm sure many people are familiar with um, agile teams, self-managed teams, the use of design thinking to innovate and to create, um, you know, minimum viable products for clients quicker, involve clients in the process. So in, in the leadership space, um, some examples of accelerated change, our CEO does a video every two days to all employees about what's happening with COVID, um, what are we doing for clients, what's happening for employees. Uh, leaders of each region of Sun Life are having town halls that are live, um, kind of like Facebook live sessions, talking about what's happening, answering employee questions and concerns. Uh, reorganizations have been paused and halted for now so that we can uh, get through this period. Um, and just the, the thing that's been great is the acceleration of communication that's real and authentic. You know, we're not, we're not putting together PowerPoint decks and uh, formal presentations. These are real conversations. Um, as an example, um, you know, with the, with the death of George Floyd, we immediately had an employee town hall and addressed the issue of racism and systematic racism and while we were already on the path to diversity and inclusion work, we're accelerating that path. Um, in the learning space, we put together some learning materials very quickly for employees to understand some of the timely conversations that are happening. I'm not talking about generic diversity and inclusion. It's more, how, do you, how can you be an active ally to employees, to peers, to people in your personal life, and so on. Um, let me pause there and just check in. Um, is this resonating yeah. with you? Is this what you were looking yeah. for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all really uh, interesting in terms of leadership, in terms of um, how we can use technology to reach a large uh, employee base. Mm -hmm. um, the use of video we know in the learning space is huge. Um, right. 
obviously, you know, in your regular consumer culture, we know video is very prolific, but it's also being used heavily in the learning space. And you were telling me earlier about some of the kind of on-demand videos that you're doing at Sun Life in the learning space. Do you want to talk a little about that? Yes. So um, we call it my learning minute. And so the intention is you don't have a lot of time to perhaps attend a long course. Do you have a minute or 90 seconds to watch a video from somebody in the company? We started with senior leaders, but now it's pretty much anyone who wants to contribute to topics that are relevant. Um, in the beginning, again, we started with formal videos made by our event services team. Now we're just using iPhones or the camera app on the laptop. And uh, we do a bit of editing, but it's okay. Uh, do you want to learn a bit about time management or about wellness during COVID? Here's a My Learning Minute, and then links to additional resources on our learning management system. It's so one is, example. So that's the idea of kind of learning on demand, right? Like getting yeah. the learning to the learner in the, in the moment that the learner needs it. Yes. The other thing we're hearing, Amy, is that because of all the Zoom meetings we're having, people are getting Zoom fatigue. They're tired of sitting in front of their, la their computer all day. And so uh, we had been working on a mobile app solution, and we accelerated the development of that. It's coming out next week. So employees can uh, use their device to listen to podcasts or watch videos, be wherever they want to be and get that learning um, or, you know, participate in some of those town halls and so on. Yeah. So that's coming out um, in a week. The other thing I want to mention is the use of playlists. So, um, you know, many people here probably use Spotify or Apple Music, and you can create your own music playlists. We're using that technology for our learning assets. So do you have some favorite videos around design thinking or uh, remote management, some articles you want to post? You could put together a playlist, and I could follow you and say, okay, what is she recommending? Um, in, in the learning management system. So that's been pretty successful as well. So that's a really great way to develop talent, right? Because if you've got some great leaders uh, or managers with, with, with great management skills, mm -hmm. um, you might be able to recommend a playlist to a colleague and, you know, whether it's someone you're trying to bring up in the organization or someone mm -hmm. that um, is already, a, you know, a senior person, but who may uh, want to emulate some other, you know, leadership skills is, is having those kind of playlists that are tailored, uh, that, are, that, are, that are led by uh, people in the organization and the ability to follow them is really cool. It's really kind of personalized learning. You know, we talk yes. a lot about personalized learning. Right. And I think the other thing COVID has done for our culture is that um, it's created so much more informality and um, we're seeing people with their children on camera, with their dogs and cats. And so when it comes to creating those videos or learning, people are not as fussed about putting something together. You've probably seen this, but, you know, people are doing music videos or, um, you know, just sharing things uh, about how they're taking care of their mental health or their wellness, how they're focused on fitness. And then, of course, that can go into other topics. But I think that's been awesome because it just encourages people that doesn't have to be perfect, doesn't have to be formal. Share what you have and other people have really responded to it.
And this is something that old folks like us can really take a page from the youngsters, right? Yes. With all the TikTok videos and, right. you know, is um, it's an engaging medium. People like to watch videos. And if your dog's in it, all the more engaging. So, right. so in terms of engagement, in terms of um, getting your employees to really focus on the skills they need to develop, what are some of the tools you're using to increase engagement? Right. So one of them we're just uh, piloting right now is the use of badges and gamification. So if you and I complete certain programs, we're going to get uh, badges that we can display on our profile. We're still working through the details of like what would be, would there be actual financial incentives or prizes? But at least at this point, we know there'll be some bragging rights that I'm, uh, I have this certain credential working on that. Um, right now around engagement. The other thing I want to mention is uh, we're using a social learning platform to um, change behavior around diversity and inclusion. So it's a uh, platform where you participate as a team of about, you know, say a group of 300 employees that are in the same organization. There are short videos, there are articles, but then there are questions and you're answering and, and sharing your experience, but it's somewhat intimate. So it's safe, you know, it's as safe as it can be with us group that size. But again, we've got um, everybody in the organization having a conversation about, you know, what can I do as a white person to support my black colleagues? Or what if I don't understand uh, certain concepts that I'm hearing about in the media? And so that's really had a huge engagement, particularly in the United States. And you can go and learn about Juneteenth if you don't already exactly. know what it is. Because it, absolutely. That's what today is. And I felt yes. a little funny having this today because I know yeah. a lot of people or organizations are giving time off and what have you. But as long as people are reflecting and learning and growing, that's really the, the main goal here. So, um, so, so gamification, credentials, I mean, those sound a, a lot like... Uh, you know, things that are out there in the consumer culture. And it's always great, of course, when those practices and behaviors are kind of brought into the learning space because it really mm -hmm. does create engagement. Um, so what about um, returning to the office? Is, mm. is that happening? Are there any tools that you're using to uh, help people um, with the return to the office? Is there going to be a return to the office at some point? Right. Yeah, there will be a return to the office, but depending on the location. Um, so in, in the United States, we have buildings that are maybe three or four levels high, so it's less of an issue. In Toronto, you know, we're in a 36-level skyscraper. So you think about elevators and things like that. Um, our, you know, our management has said we're, we're not going to require people to return to the office that don't feel comfortable. And we're not even talking about time to do that right now. We're thinking that um, we're going to go somewhat last so that we don't clog up the transportation systems and so on because we're working really well at home. Um, but we are looking at things like, um, could we have a virtual reality tour of the new office space and how you're supposed to move around the office post um, you know, COVID or still during COVID? So those are some things we're thinking about. Um, how, how might we do things differently? How might we re reconfigure the office so that if you went there, 
it's uh, it's more for uh, safety, but also safe collaboration. So that is really interesting about using yeah. virtual reality to orient. I mean, because now you think about it, people have gone into an office for however many years they've right. been working there. Every day, it's kind of been the same. They get their coffee, they do their whatever, but it's going to be totally different now. Like, what can I touch? Where can I go? How can I? And so this idea of having a virtual reality orientation to the office in the new environment and how it's going to be and the ability to kind of familiarize yourself with the behaviors that you now need to practice and, and, and the way, you know, some, they had been talking about one way hallways and, and right. things like that. So that's, that sounds really interesting, really, a really innovative use of a virtual reality technology. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is we want employees to feel safe. And so that's the piece, you know, how might watching a video in advance prepare you so that you're ready to go in when it's time and you're not losing sleep over it and feeling anxious. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I mean, you know, it, I have a lot of conversations with, uh, with people out there in the learning and education space about virtual reality. And mm -hmm. sometimes people are kind of looking for a reason to use it. Like, oh, this is such a cool technology. Like, how can we incorporate this into our product or our program? And, you know, we always say at Cantina, we always say it's not about finding a use for reality. Right. It's about for virtual reality. It's about identifying a problem that can be solved yes. using virtual reality, right? Because, right. you know, you don't want some artificial tool that you're just throwing out there for people to, you know, you, you really want a practical reason to, to have to use it. And this sounds like an absolutely perfect fit for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Um, sure. So, it's 20 after and I wanted to open the, um, the floor for some questions. I see a lot of familiar faces out there, um, which I'm very happy to see. Thank you all for coming. Um, so uh, we did get a question here, which is, what advice would you give other talent development leaders about how to address employee needs right now? Hmm. You've said a little bit about this, but I don't want to sure. expand on that. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, make sure you're tuned into employee needs. How are you gathering employee needs? Um, you know, we're, we're using employee user groups for feedback and pilot testing things. Um, can employees help you co-create some of the solutions? Um, you know, in a recent initiative we did in the United States for leaders, as an example, we, um, we had our head of human resources participate in focus groups with managers to ask them, what do you need for support? And um, how, how can you consume it in a way that's helpful to you? What we ended up with was a customized playlist for that group based on certain topics. Um, and at the time, we partnered with a coaching group, um, ICF New England, who was looking to do some philanthropic work for coaching week in May. And so we offered laser coaching to managers, 30 minutes of coaching on those topics that they had told us they were struggling with. And some of them were related to COVID. So hopefully I'm answering this question. I mean, involve the employees in the discussion of needs, in the solution uh, creation, 
in the implementation of them, and then try to do minimum viable products. Yeah. That's something that, you know, I've been in learning and development for a long time and it's a shift, right? We like to do things really well, high quality, and instead to say, hey, let's just try this. This is, yeah. you know, how quickly can we get something to you that you're going to feel excited about as opposed to, I'll come back to you in four months. Yeah. So the idea, the idea of, of active learning, as you know, we say in the learning world is, you know, you can watch it, you can read about it, you can take it in, but until you actually do it and are involved in it, mm -hmm. um, that's when the learning really solidifies. Um, but there's another interesting related question here in the channel about new wellness needs and new mm -hmm. skills that are going to be needed as we go back to the physical space. Right. <laughs> And so the question is, are you leaning at all on technology for some of that? For wellness? For wellness needs and for new skills that may be needed now, stress reduction or new skills yes. that are needed. Yes. So we do have whole pathways in our learning management system on wellness, um, you know, meditation, yoga. So these are all available to employees on their, you know, home computers as well. We're using technology for that. Um, yeah. Is there a particular platform that you're using for like social learning? Uh, yes, it's, um, it's called Kaleidoscope and it's through a vendor called Hive Learning, H-I-V-E. That's the social learning platform we're using. Okay. And what kind of things does that offer for folks who aren't familiar with it? Yeah, so it offers uh, some standard content around diversity and inclusion, and then you can also add in your own content. So as an example, um, there are um, pathways about particular topics. There's a pathway about being an ally. You know, we throw that word around, but what does it actually mean to be an active ally to people of other groups? And so we've created that, but then we've also inserted meeting guides for leaders. So Amy, if you and I were in Kaleidoscope, there might be a place where it says, if you manage others, here's a discussion guide for you to have with, you with your team at a team meeting. So Sun Life has created those pieces. So it's not just off the shelf. And that is so important too, because Many people don't know how to have these conversations, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is something we see in the education space a lot. Like there's so much diversity in terms of how teachers talk about these difficult issues. And a lot of that revolves around comfort level. How comfortable is the teacher talking about it? Um, right. And so different students are getting different um, amounts of, of this kind of conversation. And we know how important conversation is, that it's all about opening dialogue and talking and getting right. things out in the open. So, so it right. sounds like you guys are doing a really, you know, good job with this and, and having yeah. actual people do, you know, people, actual employees inputting into the system and not just accessing things that are already there. Yes, we have some pretty active inclusion networks at Sun Life. And so I mentioned the conversation we had about race a couple of weeks ago and our um, Black Excellence Alliance group hosted it, but many people participated as panelists and asked questions. So some of them were leaders, some of them were, you know, employees. Um, so yes, we're doing a good job. And yes, we still feel like we need to do a better job and do more and be more active. 
Yeah, that's great. So another question came in on the channel. What techniques have you used to keep your remote teams connected during this mm -hmm. COVID crisis? So um, some things that we're doing. So as I mentioned, each each country or each business group has uh, town hall meetings every two weeks at least. And some of them are, are a formal presentation, not formal, but they're scripted. You know, I'm going to talk about these couple of things. And some of them are called the Ask Me Anything sessions. So it's with the senior leader and you submit questions in advance. There are also um, teams doing uh, coffee together, lunch together. Um, and as I mentioned, some teams have done um, music videos together or photographs, you know. Uh, we've kind of gone through that period of wearing a funny hat to a Zoom meeting and <laughs> we're not doing so much of that anymore. Um, but those are things. We also have, uh, so we use Workplace, which is a Facebook product for companies. So we have chat and we have group chats where we can talk to each other during the day and say, hey, wellness check, how are you doing, Amy? How are you yeah. feeling today? Yeah. Um, and encouraging people to take time off, like particularly now that we're coming into summer, there's there's a lot of messaging coming um, around taking time off for your family, flexibility pledges coming out from leaders. I'm not going to schedule meetings during this time, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be better about it and model it. Yeah, one of the one of the things I've seen from one of our clients uh, is uh, they have kind of a game thing going on the chat. Oh, yeah. So every week there's some kind of game like yes. word games or come up with the, you know, Scrabble action for the picture or yes. things like that. And that's really good community building. Yeah, I think. it is. Actually, last week for Pride, we played uh, Drag Queen Bingo. <laughs> which is the first time we've ever done that. And uh, it was hilarious. It was fun. We had um, maybe 170 employees doing this and it was, it was just great. Oh my God. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. We'll have to do another whole episode <laughs> on that. Okay. Um, does anyone have any questions that we haven't covered uh, about the topic today? We we've been doing all the talking. If you all have other things you want us to talk about, we're happy to do that. Uh, if not, I think we'll call it a day because we are just about at the half hour. Um, okay. Well, thank you all so much for coming. I hope this has been informative for you. Um, we are Cantina. We are an innovation shop in Boston. We do strategy, design, and development of digital products and experiences. We work across industries, and we are so lucky to have had Janine DeLay today from Sun Life. And uh, thank you all for coming. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>